0: Let's welcome Tony Arderman of wisewolf.gold, and Tony has set up davidknight.gold to also take you there. Thank you for joining us, Tony. Good to see you.
1: Good to see you, David. Thanks
0: for having me. Well, I tell you, we're seeing a lot of things happening very quickly now with – uh, with crypto, with gold, with interest rates. Uh, what do you see in terms of, um, I just talked about these branch banks that are shutting down. That's my biggest concern, of course, is uh, not just if people look at a time of inflation and we now have a lot of uh, big banks and the economic analysts are saying, yeah, we think there's going to be credit easing. Gerald Salenti has said that they're going to do it because of the election year. And of course that is true. Uh, And so they're going to ease the interest rates. That's going to cause more inflation. That always causes uh, gold to go up. They've been fighting gold by raising the interest rates in an amazing um, uh, amount. But the thing that really concerns me is this push towards uh, CBDC and a cashless society. But what do you see in terms of the economic issues as you're watching it closely?
1: Well, I think the banking issue is systemic. I think it's worldwide. Uh, You just had the CEO of UBS come out and say that uh, they're going to need a rescue and out of Switzerland. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This isn't good. Yeah, uh, you, you know, you saw the crypto banks failing FTX, uh, Silvergate, um, uh, Silicon Valley Bank, uh, all that and how it affected the regional banks across the United States. And uh, that prompted uh, Janet Yellen to to clarify and say that not all banks are going to be bailed out in, in the new order when, when things do collapse. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think what you're watching and the financial networks are never going to pick up on this until it's too late. You're seeing the price of gold rise in the face of the Federal Reserve raising interest rates the fastest rate in history that they've done that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were able to curtail inflation a bit and cause um, well, the perception of a strong dollar, I think, globally. But gold continues to rise. Last year, uh, going into November, David, I believe the price of gold was just under $1,700 an ounce. Yeah. Uh, China has added hundreds of tons of gold uh, to their holdings. Uh, the central banks around the world continue to buy gold at a record pace. And I think this is what's driving gold. Uh, ultimately, it's it's demand. The United States and the Federal Reserve is not going to buy gold because it, <laughs> the dollar competes with gold in value. Uh, and I think what you're watching is this is, is historic, is a revaluation of currencies and central banks are going to gold for a safe haven. Uh, that's what the rich and the elite are doing because this system is has cracks in it it's uh, it's very volatile
0: yeah and, and as you point out you know they have uh, raised the interest rates and done it at a very fast rate that's one of the reasons why banks are under stress is because they got caught with uh, holding banks uh, holding bonds and they couldn't uh trade them out quickly enough and so that uh, put them underwater with that stuff but it's also created havoc in the real estate market gold prices are holding uh, while uh, their value, while new home sales have dropped 5.6 percent in October, and it's not just that you've got uh, cryptocurrency that is uh, uh, going through a correction as it's dipped down to thirty-seven thousand uh, dollars. Gold is um, hanging in there, even though they have raised interest rates and the rest of this stuff. And uh, so, I think as as people look at this and realize that in an election year they're going to cut the interest rates significantly. Uh, it's only going to go up, but my key thing, again, keeps coming back to having it for privacy, having it, having something that is outside of, uh, what they're going to control, uh, because who knows what they're going to do. Uh, you know, you see all these different branch banks shutting down, um, they could do anything they want. They could do it very, very quickly.
1: Well, they're going to build, in my opinion, and I think you'd agree with me, they're going to build the central bank digital currency on the backs of uh, the, the banks that compete the most to, uh, to audition to be the rollout uh, for that. And I think that's what these big banks are doing. And they'll be buying up the smaller and regional banks. This is a consolidation game. I mean, ultimately, the new world order is just about consolidating. So I think that's what you're going to see. These banks are going to be auditioning, competing to roll that out. Um, and the, the regional banks are going to suffer. Uh, there'll be less and less focus on the individual or a customer service i mean we've lost that completely in this economy and, and the, n- <laughs> the new the new age of things with uh with our stock market not based off profit anymore so we've we've completed <laughs> that that ship has sailed a long time ago so i i'm really skeptical of the banking system right now i don't tell people to to not have a bank account but you definitely need to be skeptical of all your holdings in one place or being in the system uh, I like having physical gold and silver. There's no counterparty risk. You hold that in your hand. That's something that's real. And you know, we can talk about crypto and we can talk about Bitcoin. I still think Bitcoin has a story to tell. There's something there to watch, um, but it's very volatile as well. Yeah. Uh, so you know, you're you're right about just being outside of the system. And it, well, I think really, David, it's, it's so it's so counterintuitive because we have to watch these prices. We're always watching the markets, but. You know, gold went up 2000% from 1971 to 1979, um, but that's not because the gold went up in value. I think that's what you're having to come to terms with here because we're not taught this in school. <laughs> they're never they're never going to let you in on this secret. The dollar constantly loses purchasing power yeah. and the amount of abuse that has gone on. And, and just in the last five years, unprecedented. you've got 80% of all the dollars ever created, were created in the last 48 months. So yes, Jerome Powell can raise interest rates, he can calm a lot of the fears of our global partners and people that use the dollar and the petrodollar, but ultimately it loses purchasing power and they're not going to be able to, I don't think they can simultaneously keep a strong dollar and lower interest rates, because the economy right now is begging for cheap fiat currency debt and that's these big multinational corporations, these ESG corporations, environmental social governance, That they're looking for cheap injections of cash. Mm-hmm. The Fed's gonna have to do something. And when they do that, you'll be able to go back and, and cash out these bonds with uh, devalued dollars. And it's it's really gonna wreak havoc across the, the, the spectrum of what the dollar uh, entails. And I think that's what we're gonna have to watch out for, and just really putting too much faith in the system and um, gold, in, in my, my opinion, is a safe haven and silver is a safe haven outside of that.
0: Well, you know, they've always uh, targeted to have regular their, their target. What they would like to see happen is inflation of about two percent. And, uh, and and because that helps them to monetize the debt, you know, they spend it and then they can pay it back with cheaper dollars. As you're pointing out, uh, when you look at what happens with gold, you know, gold is really holding its value. Uh, and we've talked about that in the past. You could go back and you look at uh, something that somebody bought 100 years ago, and it's pretty much the same amount of gold as uh, it was 100 years ago. And it's the dollar that is constantly losing its value. And that's by design. They've wanted that. But now it's kind of getting a little bit out of hand. It's way above 2%. And they're worried that it's going to completely get out of hand. And we've seen that in our lifetime. And, and as you point out, there's quantitative easing where they increase the monetary supply. They, they play games with the interest rates. But I had David Stockman on the other day, and he was talking about the fact, he said, look at the massive stimulus that was put out there. That, that really does dwarf even their quantitative easing and the money that they threw into the repo markets and this and that. I mean, they're just printing this stuff up and throwing it to everybody. But the stuff that happened during the lockdown and that stimulus thing, that was a massive shock. Another person said, so what are the, what are the central banks going to do? They've got themselves kind of over barrel. And what is the the Federal Reserve going to do? They've, they've gone from like 900 million to uh, nine trillion in a short period of time, are they going to go from nine trillion to ninety trillion? Is that what they're going to do? And if they do that, what does it do to their currency? It's crazy.
1: Well, it completely uh, tanks it. I yeah. think we're at the end game of post nineteen seventy one currency model. And we went off the gold standard in nineteen seventy one. Gold was thirty five dollars an ounce. We uh, Kissinger, who <laughs> just <laughs> recently died, you know, he he uh, pegged the dollar. Uh, to crude uh, through the Saudis. That's uh, what's known as the petrodollar. Yeah, he created that. Very... He didn't give him credit for that. They didn't They didn't talk
0: about that in AP either. None of the places talked about how he created the petrodollar that's falling apart in this now.
1: <laughs> oh, they didn't give him credit for that or, or Cambodia or, or yeah. a lot of the coups that, that took place in South America. Didn't give him credit for that. Secret um, bombings, yeah. Secret bombings, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, you know, you look at the seventies, David, I think something really interesting happened. I was listening to a podcast the other day with Robert Kiyosaki, a rich dad, poor dad, and he had all these old guys on. I like listening to the old traders. the old got, this is back in the seventies when, when the hunt family, uh, put a run on silver and, and drove up the physical silver market. And now this was, again, this is just off the heels of us coming off the, the gold standard. Uh, gold was rising. Uh, silver had always been pegged to the dollar as well, and so they started buying up the Hunt family here in Texas. Started buying up uh, physical silver, and I'm just in massive quantities. And you know, if you really look at it, the deep state most likely took out the Hunts. They they used yeah. the financial system because they were exposing something very, um, uh, really the, the 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 power structure did not want them to see, which was how weak the dollar was. So, you know, you always see a dollar as a silver dollar, it's, you know, 0.735 ounces make $1. That's how it was from the founding of the country until, well, until we removed silver from our coinage. And so the Hunts were exposing that. And, uh, you know, Bunker Hunt said that the, the price of silver could go $50 an ounce in, in mid-79. And of course it did in 1980, went to $50 an ounce. And the deep state came in along with the regulators and really took out and hobbled uh, the Hunts uh, for doing that, and no one ever again picked up that mantle. No one. Uh, I think it was Warren Buffett for a little while became a primary holder of silver, but didn't encourage people to buy us physical. Was not in that. Was not trying to drive up the price. Just holding. Mm-hmm. Same thing with J.P. Morgan. I think what we're about to. Say, I think this could be another silver boom, just based on the fact that this happened before. Uh, When we've had a massive shift in our currency, this is another one of those shifts, except this time, David, I don't think they can put uh, put the genie back in the bottle. I think there's not there's not when you talk about going from nine trillion to 90 trillion on the balance sheet, like you just said, well, there's no more room. They have no more room to play with this. I mean, you when the, the total debt of the U.S. in 1980 was less than a trillion dollars. Mm hmm. So it's, it's 33 trillion and climbing rap. And then uh, the wheels are completely, there's no, we don't even have fiscal hawks anymore. Uh, We don't talk about budgetary matters we're 130% of of debt to GDP in this country. So I think this, you know, being outside the system, and I think this is why, you know, your show is so important. We're not talking about investments, folks. David and I don't really talk about investments. We're not, we're, we're, we're really talking about how to protect you and your family. In the coming uh, new order of things the great reset okay Mm -hmm. that's what we're talking about so being outside of the systems is great but also these are monetary matters and i think that if you really look at the history here there's an opportunity for you to protect yourself and uh, and your wealth against what's going to happen a major devaluation and de-dollarization the likes of which we've never seen I think uh i think silver is is going to be an important part of that story i'm just kind of thinking about that what happened in the last cycle which was the end of the 1970s
0: yeah i, I like the way that bill holter put it um he said um at what's happening in switzerland as you mentioned with ubs and then uh you've got credit swiss is going to try to go in there and bail them out but they're not in that strong a position either and he said uh keep an eye on silver which is what you're just saying he said it may be the pin and the gold grenade <laughs> i like the way that it's, if you pull out that silver pin that gold grenade is going to explode uh but again you know the, we've never had a situation before where the government is going to try to corral you into complete surveillance state just as nikki haley is saying i've got to know your name if you're going to get on the internet i uh, internet i've got to know your name but but when you look at the cbdc uh, it's even worse than that. It's like you buy anything, I want to know your name, and I want to know what you're buying, and I'm going to keep an inventory of everything that you're buying, and I'm going to tell you whether or not you can buy anything in the future or not. I mean, you don't want to live in a situation like that. It may be necessary for us to have to have um, you know some CBDC credits so we can pay our government taxes. They may require it or something like that, but we don't have to be uh, completely captured into that system if we've got physical money that's outside of that. That's the key thing, I think.
1: You'd be surprised. I think your audience would be surprised too. I mean, I'm in the business and I know how liquid gold and silver are. I mean, I can, I can trade my gold and silver anytime, uh, day or night, pretty much, and turn it into fiat currency. So to me, and historically, gold is money, but I think you're, and silver is money. But I, I think your audience would be surprised how many people will just trade in gold and silver. Uh, people Mm -hmm. that I use for contracts, people that that do work for me. Um, You would be surprised, folks, just how many people will trade directly. And if not, you can find a a reputable dealer, you can find private individuals that will be able to buy from you. It's it's gonna be so important in the future for us to have physical money outside of this system because I think there, and I think David has talked about this many, many times, they always use a crisis. This will be the perfect opportunity as an excuse, never let a cr- good crisis go to waste. Mm-hmm. They're gonna use this uh, coming crisis that they themselves perpetuated to bring in and usher in the central bank digital currency, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, oh yeah. And it'd be very easy for them to do that. And then once they get everything online, just think how easy it'll be for them to pull the plug on everything. And, and, and how long is it gonna take for everybody to really freak out? You know, we had uh, yesterday, we were out of uh, electricity for about seven plus hours. And the whole area, all the schools shut down, all the businesses shut down. I mean, everything just comes to a screeching halt. They can do that with electricity. They can do it with the internet. You know, if you get everybody is uh, transferring everything on the internet as they get us more and more under central control, they can pull a plug on everything so easily now. And as you're talking about being able to trade outside of this very vulnerable system that they've got, uh, it's just like our, our supply chain, you know, as we saw during 2020. We have this wonderful idea of a just-in-time delivery, and uh, and it's working great, and the shelves are full, and then all of a sudden you put a kink in it, and you break part of that chain, and it all falls apart very, very rapidly because it is so complex and because they've set up something that has uh, so many different travel components in each length of those chains. And so you break that, and uh, now uh, you've got a, a big crisis on your hands. So they these complex systems that they have designed are very easy to uh, sabotage. They can fall apart uh, on their own. And, and so it's important to be uh, on the outside of that. And I think about uh, back, uh, back in the Depression, uh, and you probably know some stories about this as well, Tony, uh, some of the cities that would get together and they would create their own local community currency. Uh, you had right. some of them that they still have some of these in museum pieces where they would make, you know, wooden nickels and, and other things like that. But it would be local tokens that people would use in a sense, a kind of a way of doing barter and exchange within that community. Uh, because, you know, the the drying up of the money at that point in time, I don't know, you could you could argue that it was deliberate or whatever. But the bottom line is it wasn't as structured and planned and deliberate As their move to try to push us into a cashless society is, you know, it was a lot of uh, bad um, economic planning that was part of it may have been some conspiracy as part of that as well. But, you know, people had to find a way to exist outside of that financial system, uh, the Federal Reserve, because they completely screwed everything up. This is going to be more by design. It's going to be really deliberate and they're going to make this. uh, It's really going to be weaponized.
1: Well I agree with you in those depression era stories, you know, we still were technically tied to a gold standard. So the credit wasn't as elastic as it is now. The problem with now is that we're tethered to nothing. credits more elastic. but the the, the fiat currency, the dollar itself loses so much purchasing power every time you do that. The, the, this new system is based off of debt. It's based off of currency creation. You know, if you buy a house, that money didn't exist before, so if you want to call it money, that currency didn't exist before. They create it out of thin air to mm-hmm. create that loan. Mm-hmm. Uh, credit card transactions are the same way. So with this mountainous sea of debt, and that's, a, it creates new currency units, which cr- expands the money supply, which devalues the currency because it's backed by nothing. So I think that's one of the, that's the other, that's a flip side of this. There might be elastic credit. You might be able to get something, Uh, but it doesn't really matter. It's not going to have the same purchasing power that it did, and it's going to constantly lose purchasing power. So that's why, you know, gold and silver are ways for you to stop the music, you know, like we said musical chairs, and you don't want to get left holding the bag. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, Deutsche Bank is is talking about how they
0: think that they're going to drop uh, interest rates a couple of uh, about 2%, 175 uh, basis points is their projection. Uh, Everybody is saying that uh, interest rates are going to ease up, Uh, because it's an election year. They don't say because it's an election year. Solinty says that. We know that it's because it's an election year. Uh, But uh, they're going to do it one way or the other. Uh, You It might be an opportunity for some people to refinance their house if they got something uh, recently. But uh, it's going to be something that is going to be inflationary. And and they're playing a very dangerous game when inflation is already this high uh, to do that, and it could easily get away from them. Uh, Tell us a little bit about what you think is going to happen in – uh, in Argentina, as you've been looking at this, this is a guy who's <laughs> going to get rid of their central bank. I mean, is is he going to
1: wind up uh, like a JFK, or <laughs> will he get away that's, with it? That's a good way to start. <laughs> you have to, you know, something the flip that dramatic. Uh, you know, because I've gotten so skeptical on elections anymore. I mean, I look at them like, is any of this real? I, I don't know. I'm skeptical of how all these things turn out. I'm skeptical of people that rise to the top somehow that maybe have a good idea i am like how did you get there yeah um so i guess i'm jaded and a little bit cynical but i like it when it, even when somebody rises to the top like like argentina's new president i think it's interesting because he's bringing a lot of ideas to the forefront that maybe people never heard before That's he's right. going around with his chainsaw which is fun <laughs> um i don't know much about him. i can't endorse him or anything i don't know much about him but i think his ideas as an anarcho-capitalist it's time for us to discuss the intervention in the state and central planning and what a central bank is. I mean, you have all these uh, financial wizards and masters of the universe running around on wall street that don't even agree with free market principles. Wait a minute. How did you get there? Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's the the same principle of, of uh, you know, Karl Marx, the fifth plank of the communist manifesto is a central bank. Why are we following the communist manifesto in a free market? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so these, these are good, th- you know, status, you know, it's like, we, we have all, we lift up all these entrepreneurs. You put up an Elon Musk, but he's uh, tied to the hip, connected to the hip with the state. Yeah. I don't know if that's really, is that a genius entrepreneur? Uh, I, I met some <laughs> genius entrepreneurs when I was a kid, uh, growing up in Texas, uh, watching my dad, I saw some, and nobody was coming to bail them out. They didn't have government contracts. You know, they built stuff from the ground up and they used, uh, they were creative and they had creative financing. and they had to use their brain and uh, had a lot of courage. I, I got to see that when I was a kid. So I don't know much about our, the Argentina president, new president, but I like the fact that we're going to discuss not having a central bank. Exactly. Uh, because that, that caused the discussion. problems. That's a, that's a key thing.
0: And they may not uh, pull, pull something on them. They may not pull a JFK because the IMF really wants something done uh, that is radical. So I think, uh, as you point out, we don't really know. Who's behind these people and what they want to have done? But uh, the the population is absolutely desperate when they've got 150 percent inflation, and so uh, that uh, a lot of times I think when you've got uh, a large uh, majority, uh, they will find a way to deal with you later if they need to. You know, they won't get in the way of the election and stuff. The ballots will just deal with you later. So maybe that'll happen. But in the meantime, uh, he's perhaps going to uh, educate uh, South Americans in austrian economics um and which he's a fan of uh so that's, that's good to have that conversation and and he is bringing a lot of ideas uh to them uh but um it'll be interesting to see what happens uh down there um tell us a little bit of what is happening with uh, wise wolf
1: gold well, we're busy uh, going into the holidays, uh, as always, and uh, you know I'm, I'm looking to buy more product. That's why we have the I set up the second location here in uh, in Denison, Texas, here just uh, south of the Red River and on the border of Oklahoma, uh, trying to buy more product so we can put it into Wolfpack and uh, create a, a convenient location for people. We're just about an hour or so from the trading floor here in Dallas, mm-hmm. um, so we're, we're busy. Uh, we're handling. Uh, you know, small orders, large orders, and if you've got, you know, needs for precious metals, we can fill that for you. And of course, you can go to DavidNight.gold, if you want to support the show, uh, you can uh, click the link that says uh, join Wolfpack. Uh, I really want to get to a thousand members. It's funny because I'll add 10 and lose eight and add 12 and lose. It's it's I'm right in this window where I want to grow. Because uh, the more people that join Wolfpack, the better deals I can I can buy for everybody. And and uh, we've got you know the gold back notes are going in for we got uh, Christmas rounds uh, for silver, Santa Claus stuff, and other you know Christmas related uh, uh, silver coins are are going into the Wolfpack. And I've bought lots of fractional silver uh, and fractional gold. So uh, with these rising prices, I mean we, especially with gold. And gold got about, uh, I think, really right on the edge of breaking its all-time high again. I think it was within like $10 in the last uh, 72 hours. And I think this is probably going to be something that just continues. And again, I would remind people, it's not because gold's going up necessarily in value. The demand is high uh, not here in the U.S. so much, but the demand is high worldwide, and the dollar's losing purchasing power. So m- look at it more counterintuitively. Yeah,
0: we look uh, at yeah,
1: just, uh, we, we talk about
0: uh, central banks accumulating gold a lot, but I saw that uh, uh, individual investors in China has gone up by sixteen percent year over year uh, in terms of demand for gold. But, and and they're looking at this. They've got economic problems as well. I was showing a, a ghost mall in San Francisco, but I've I've shown videos of people walking through um, big towns like uh, Shanghai and Guangzhou where they have uh, ghosted everybody with their lockdowns and their zero COVID stuff. And now they're starting it again. So these people are are hunkering down. They're very concerned about what's happening. They're very um, conservative about it. And and so it's one of the reasons why gold is really going up in China, much more than you see it happening here in the U.S. The U.S. is kind of complacent about that. A lot of people think that these types of things are not going to be happening here.
1: Well, if you really look into the, the 16% spike in year over year, a lot of those purchases are in smaller quantities so people can fly with them. You know, the, the one ounce gold bars and so on and so forth. It is it is a, a unprecedented time for a currency revaluation likes we've never seen before. And I, I don't even know how to use uh, history as a guide, David. We've n- We've never really been down this path as a country, as a modern economy. Where we're going to lose uh, so much of our world's reserve currency status, and that's going to spill over into our economy. I don't. The the repercussions. I don't know how far it will go, but I think it'll be very deep. And
0: I think Americans are really kind of complacent about this. It's one of the reasons why gold is so much cheaper here than it is in China, and it's actually created kind of an arbitrage uh, opportunity for. Uh, the bigger investors in China to buy gold up uh, more cheaply here in the U.S. and sell it in China. Yes, Uh, Because uh, people, again, people there have seen, uh, you know, much shakier situations than we've seen here, even though we've been through 2020, Uh, still people just at their gut level uh, don't believe that war is going to come here. They don't believe the economic crisis is going to come here. Uh, we haven't uh, seen that in um, our lifetime or our parents' lifetime, so we just don't think that's really going to to happen. And uh, but the people in China do, and and so there's a, a big discrepancy there with that kind of demand. You know, uh, demand is, is pulling it up there, uh, but here it's um, you know the Fed will take care of it, or maybe Biden and his geniuses will take care of this, right? <laughs> economic geniuses well it's always great talking to you tony and again uh, Wolfpack is a way that you can set aside and save on a regular basis and he's got a lot of different levels that are set up there he's got some uh uh, he's got a community that is set up as well as uh, being able to take advantage of Uh, some discounts in terms of group buys that are there. But, of course, he'll sell you anything uh, in any quantity, large or small. Thank you so much, Tony, for coming on. Always a pleasure talking to you. And uh, thank you for your support of the program as well. Appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you, David. Have a good day. And remember, uh, davidknight.gold. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Tell Alexa to add the APS
1: Radio skill and have access to the best channels anywhere. From country to blues, classic hits to news, APS Radio curates incredibly diverse playlists for you to enjoy.
0: Get details at APSRadio.com.